Welcome to New York's Finest, Retired and Unfiltered Podcast. The mission of this podcast is to explore the life and experiences of those who at one time held a front row ticket to the greatest show on earth, policing the streets of New York City. This show hosts a wide variety of guests from all walks of life and professions, but remains centered around introducing retired members of the NYPD to our audience while having real unfiltered discussions. Please tune in each week and like and subscribe to hear true crime stories and opinions on past and present events like you've never heard them before. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you all listening tonight. I got one of my friends with me, Deanna. Deanna is a big supporter of law enforcement. Uh, You guys may know her in uh, the summer uh, of COVID, the summer of love, as we would refer to it in New York City, uh, right after uh, COVID struck and Bill de Blasio shut the entire New York City down. He stopped people from going out in the street. Um, he told some activists that were act- that were going out against the mandates to stay inside, but he told others to come out. That summer, he painted Black Lives Matter on the street in different portions of New York City. One of them was in front of Trump Tower. Um, Deanna, I'm sure you guys all seen her video, uh, took a can of blue paint and splattered it over there. To and and I and we'll find out the reasonings for that. But I I remember watching that video um, and. You know, she's out there in the street. She's been fighting against the mandates. Uh, She's been talking about the hypocrisy of that. You've probably seen some of her videos. uh, uh, If you guys follow Leroy Press or or any of the independent journals where, you know, Deanna was basically showing the hypocrisy of the New York City mandates when she would walk into restaurants, sit down. They would not serve her food. And she was arrested five times for that. Uh, She's an interesting person. I'm excited to get to know her. I don't know her that well. We've been, we've, we've interacted on social media. So I, I would love to hear her opinions. And I appreciate people like Deanna that are sitting out here putting themselves in harm's way to show the hypocrisy. And at the same time, she's still out there supporting the frontline workers, even though she was arrested five times for sitting down and eating. You know, if you follow her, if you see her on her social media, she's taking pictures. She's out there with the NYPD, the FDNY, EMTs, politicians, um, you know, somebody that truly loves New York City. So, Deanna, welcome to the show. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. And if you could just tell us a little about yourself, how you grew up, uh, where you're from, uh, where you currently are now, and just bring us up to speed on you there. Okay, thank you for having me on your podcast. So I'm Deanna. Uh, I I was born and raised in Queens, in Jamaica. And I just, you know, I'm just fighting, fighting so, hard. So, so, so what what makes you? You know, I I, I would say that you, you're an, you're an activist. You're a supporter of law enforcement, but you're out there. What? What what started you basically highlighting the hypocrisy in New York City? What made you say, you know what, I, I had enough of this. I'm going to go out on the street. Like, when was that? When did that happen for you? As soon as the whole BLM thing came around, that's what first, like, had me started doing what I'm doing now. Because I'm like, for BLM, for me, if Black Lives Matter really to everybody, like, you know, Black Lives Matter, you will be there out in the street when it's black on black crime, when it's shootings in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, wherever, Chicago, you will be out there, you will be out there fighting if you think Black Lives Matter. But to them, only certain Black Lives Matter when it's a white cop shooting a black person. And when I, that's just the whole hypocrisy of them. So that's what, like, you know, triggered me out, like to, you know, do more. Would you say it was the riots or or would you say it was more like the propaganda of the media? Because I mean, listen, you know, the statement itself, I'm a cop, the statement itself, Black Lives Matter 
it's it, it's a true statement. White lives matter. Asian all lives matter. matter. All lives matter, right? Like so, the statement itself to me is 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 a fine statement, but the the propaganda of the organization itself, mm-hmm. I I didn't support. I didn't exactly. support that narrative that America is a racist country. You know, you're a black female. Do you feel that America is a racist country? No, America is the greatest country in the whole entire world. I will never want to be anywhere else than America, because if you go to another country, they're not going to treat you as good as America. And that's why I hate when these people, these Black Lives Matter people talking about, oh, I hate America and this and that. I said, well, go get out, go to another country, go to Russia, go to Syria, go, go to go to these countries that you think are so good. Like, get out of here. We don't we can, you can get out. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. Listen, I grew up poor in Brooklyn. I grew up in an Italian neighborhood in Brooklyn. I grew up in an apartment. Me and my sisters, my parents really didn't have a lot of means. And mm-hmm. I always felt very blessed to live in this country. You know, I did, you know, and, and so I, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I completely get that. But mm-hmm. what makes you let's, let's, let's fast forward. Let's, let's go back in time to Bill de Blasio goes in front of Trump Tower he paints Black Lives Matter on the street. So he says it. I, it, in my opinion, Black Lives do not matter to Bill de Blasio because in my opinion, he didn't, he, he took the police out of the black neighborhoods. He yep. took, he, uh, and, and, and all minor and all minority neighborhoods, uh, the Dominican neighborhoods, Spanish neighborhoods, yep. wherever it is, crime has risen, Chinese neighborhoods, you know? So I don't, I don't think that he, he, he was really living up true to that. But what what makes you decide I'm going to go out there and I'm going to throw blue paint on oh, it? Oh, okay. So, oh, as soon as I saw his dumb ass in yeah. Al Charlatan, Sharpton, yeah. the fake reverend, him. Oh, I was like, I had my friend Juliet and we just said tomorrow. That was the day after the guy threw the red paint over the V. Yeah. So they say Black Lives Matter. So as soon as I saw that, I said, I'm going. I'm going that morning. We went to Home Depot. We got two gallons of paint and I was like, I'm going, I don't care. I'm going, I might go to jail, but it's okay. And I was like, I have to do it because I'm like, he didn't do it because he thinks black lives matter. Like, mind you, we have five murals in the city. They had one right here in front of, um, I think Jamaica Avenue in front of the crime scene unit. They had like big black lives matter there too, but now it's black. They have like five of them around the city. That's $30,000. If you really care about black people and other people in general, he will use that money to make community centers so the kids can stay out of the streets. Yeah. Like, and he didn't even do it because he cared about us per se. He just did it because he hated Trump. That's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, he put it in front of Trump Towers. It was definitely symbolic. He put one in front of the one two old priest and not directly in front of, but close enough to it. Uh, like you said, he put one in Queens. He put one in every borough. It was, yep. it was, and it was all symbolism, you know, it was all symbolism. It was all, which his whole. What was that? I don't know. This damn computer. Matt. All right. Look. I know. Oh. But, uh, so yeah, no, he, he, um, you know, it was all symbolism for him. He he did it. He you know, and I understood why people were going out. Um, mm-hmm. I just found it very interesting. I did. I found it very interesting that how many people came out to support the police because it was a hard statement because the news was totally against us. Exactly. Corporate corporate America totally turned their backs on us mm-hmm. when when just days prior we were heroes. You know, exactly. And I was like. You know, and, and listen, how, however you feel about the George Floyd incident, however it feels, mm-hmm. I always said if, if a cop across the country or even in my own department puts mm-hmm. someone on their knees and executes them, puts a gun in their yeah. mouth and executes them, and they admit it's because of the color of this person's skin that I yeah. did that. Why is at why are what five six hundred thousand people guilty of what this one piece of garbage did? Agreed, agreed. They you know? never in my opinion, people always want to judge the uniform, but they don't want to judge the person, you know? Yeah. And for me, I, I have some cops in my family in Chicago. I have um, one aunt that used to be in the NYPD and I have an uncle MTA police. Like it's like in one in Indiana 
a sheriff. So yeah. I know what cops go through. Like for me, experiencing for myself, yeah. seeing for myself, like what you guys go through. So that's why I, I will always support the blue because at the end of the day, who I'm going to call if I get robbed, who I'm going to, who I'm going to call when, if I'm going to stop yeah. who, Ghostbusters, BLM, Antifa. No, no, yeah. thank you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's great. You know, cause it, basically at that time, what we were doing is group identifying people, right? Didn't yeah. matter. You know, I, I worked with so many, many black cops, Spanish mm-hmm. cops, but they're labeled as white supremacists. I'm like, this. Oh this, yeah, this I'm, I'm a white supremacist. Yeah, exactly. You're a white supremacist too, right? Like, and it's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, and like people that just came to this country, they're guilty of all the sins of this country, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's so removed from what the civil rights movement, what the whole statement was, right? Like, we celebrate yeah. Martin Luther King every year, and mm-hmm. we base that on the fact that one day we'll judge each other by the content of our character and not the right. color of our skin. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems like today we, we judge each other by all of these irre- irrelevant things. Oh, you're yeah. in this profession. You're belong to this faith. Oh, you sleep with this person. And it's, it's, it's crazy to me to even do that or to, to identify as that. Cause even though I was a cop, you know, like most people, if you met me in the street, you wouldn't know I was a cop. You wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, John, I, I get this aura about him. I'm not, I'm a human. I'm like, I'm a human. I want to learn about everybody. I want to learn about everything. I'm like, I'm not sitting there judging anyone. I don't think I'm better than anyone, you know, and it's uh no. So I, I, I appreciate you, you doing that and standing up for us, but I mean, how, how did COVID and these riots affect you personally? Like how did the shutdown and the riots affect you personally? So for me, I lost my job when the healthcare worker mandate came down. Okay. Because I used to work in Northwell. I used to work in Northwell Health as like a appointment setter, like clerical, you know. Yep. And I lost my job on September 29th when the mandate came down. And then I lost my job again when I got a job in Coles in the city when they had the private sick private sector mandate come down and I lost that job as well so I'm like why would I just stay home and not do nothing I need to go fight I need to like you know fight I can't just stay home and just watch the tv so that you know yeah I'm I'm sorry that happened to you that's Mm -hmm. uh, how was it how was that like you're in the you're in uh you know you're in the medical field like the days Mm -hmm. leading up to that like how was that for you like oh for me, I tried to do a religious assumption. I was I was denied twice because the first time I don't know what they were like. They said they weren't accepting religious assumptions because of what the New York Health, New York State Department of Health did. And then it was struck down in court. So I would apply it again and I was denied again due saying do hardship or something, creating hardship whatever. But, yeah, I, I tried and I said, I'm not going to like throw my morals out the window and you know just comply and take a experimental vaccine that just came out really fast I'm not doing that so I I you know I just went for it I said I'm standing on what I believe in no, I mean, that was, that was a crazy time. It was crazy for me too. You know, I was a 18 year Lieutenant. I was like, you know, I thought I would still be in the job right now. If you would ask me, I'd probably be a captain right now in the police mm-hmm. department. Um, I, you know, so I was, I was under immense pressure at that time and I couldn't believe the way the world was going. Like I said, we were heroes one day, the next day there were black yeah. squares across everything, even the Disney channel. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, I can't, I, I was like, I, I, I felt so, I was like, I, what is going on in this world? And then at the same time, we're in the middle of a pandemic and they're going after healthcare workers mm-hmm. and they're going after the people, EMS workers. And like, these are like, you could say whatever about me. Oh, you're a cop. You're a dumb cop. You know, you're out in the street. You might not know anything about healthcare. And and I'll even I'll even agree because I don't. I even though I've been in emergency rooms every mm-hmm. night and I, I interact with doctors and EMS and nurses almost mm-hmm. every night of my career. I did that. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, you still like it's it's one thing to watch from the outside. It's another thing to be in it. But to mm-hmm. sit there and turn around and demonize healthcare workers to say that they don't know what's best for their own health. Exactly. That's it, it's the biggest lie I've ever heard in my whole life. And I was like, this is and, and I truly believe and I've said it before that they went after the healthcare field and they went after teachers first because mm-hmm. it's predominantly a woman, a woman driven uh organization where mainly nurses are are women and women are less likely to mm-hmm. to be combative they're more yeah. likely to fall in line with things mm-hmm. that they don't want to do and, just um, and and that's how they set the legal even though i still would say they never set legal precedent because you know they told you you were an undue hardship first they told yeah. they, first yeah. they told you that they didn't care about your first amendment rights First, they told you first they told you Black Lives Matter. Then they told you then they told you take the shot or you're going to starve. And they they said, we're not going to give you religious exemption. Then they said so then when some a judge finally said, well, this is constitutional. You have to do that. Then they said you're an undue hardship to the the company with never, ever giving you any data or any real reason what caused you to be an undue hardship what was that undue hardship did they ever tell you no exactly. and i still and i still didn't get a termination letter to this day and uh did did you have an interview with anyone did anyone ever ask you a question sit down with you as far as like for your religious exemption nope no none of that right and i so, had a, a whole letter from a priest and everything yeah no but they because because again they don't they don't respect they don't respect they they don't respect anything and basically in new york city um so they they kick you out of your healthcare job you go mm-hmm. out as a good citizen now you go get a job in coals working in coals yeah and and you can't even work there so yep. what is what is new york city telling you what is new, and, and and the employer mandate came out under adams if i believe right no, private sector came under de blasio's dumbass when he left but it went into effect under Adams, right? Yeah, that was his last big F you to all of us that don't like him, I guess. Yep. And then, so all these companies got in line and Adams could have pulled it down. Yeah. And he didn't. He didn't. And he didn't. And he said, you know, and and even he made made a statement recently that, oh, this whole, all these mandates is a chance to diversify our workforce. But if, if you go out in the streets and anyone that's been watching any of, these anti-mandate protests mm-hmm. and anything that's been going on in New York City. It's the most diverse group of people yeah, you're ever going to see. You're ever going to see. So it's like, well, you fired all these people. That was the, the one of the most diverse people there is. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's crazy. It, it, it's, it's nuts. So now tell me you're in New York, you lose your job, and you can't eat in a restaurant. <laughs> that was hilarious. I, I don't regret any of those arrests. It's hilarious to me. So bring it's us funny get, each and every time. So give us, give us an give us one. Tell tell me oh. about the funniest so the first one. Time yeah, that I got arrested. Well, summons whatever. It was on Martin Luther King Day. Wow. Yep, Bubba Gumps. We went to Bubba Gumps with our friend seconds. Julie. Yeah, with our friend Julie, who's who's uh has a wheelchair. Yep. And we went. We were saying, we're going to go. We're going to do this. Like the night before we planned it and we wanted everything to go smoothly. And we just went in there. Like she took the elevator with some of our friends. And it was like about, I believe it was about like a good amount of us, like 12 of us. So we went, we sat down. We didn't go breaking things up like BLM would do. We sat down. The, uh, one of the waiters actually gave us a glass of water. But then the man manager came talking about you didn't show proof of vaccination and we're going to have to call the cops. I said, OK, you call the cops. Go ahead. We had our constitutions. Yeah. Like when they asked for our vaccine vaccine card, we was like, this is our vaccine card, the Constitution book. Yeah. And so before you know it, the first first set of cops came and then you see like six SRG vans outside you got like. It was a lot of white shirts there. Legal was there. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really this serious. It was this serious. Yeah, while people getting shot. Yeah, while people getting shot that worried about people that want to sit down and eat. Exactly. And Oh, so when we, one moment when 
we were lining up to get arrested because they told us to stand up so we could get one by one one by one uh we were reciting the uh, the nypd oath and in yeah. the you know the state constitution whatever yeah yeah and it was just so crazy it was so funny to me i had my blue lives matter hat on yep. it was like, so wild no it's not so you so they they arrest you for sitting down in a restaurant on martin luther king day um i live i moved i moved during that i moved uh after i left the job i moved to florida i moved to st oh, Augustine. and there's a restaurant here that they would they wouldn't serve blacks in oh and my gosh so martin luther king Mm-hmm. No, he goes there. He drives. He drives across the country. Yeah, he goes there and he sits down in a restaurant mm-hmm. and he demands to be served. Good. And, and they and they arrested him, right? Yeah. And he exposed, and it went and made national attention. Like, mm-hmm. and 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 what you guys did was very brave because you obviously knew you were getting arrested, right? Yeah, like, I knew. I knew. I spoke to my aunt and my cousin before that to see what would be the charge and. It was a trespass violation summons. Yeah. SRG. It's always SRG. So I was getting a lot of flack at that time, right? I was getting a lot of flack in that time. Um, I was already, I don't know if I was off the job or on the top job, but I wasn't at any of those, those protests. Um, but I was getting a lot of flack at that time from everyone saying, how could you guys do this? How could you do this? You, you know, and, and, and for me being a cop and for you being a supporter of law enforcement, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard, right? Like it's, it's a hard line, but my thing was, listen, th- like mm-hmm. I'm, I support these protesters. I do. I completely 100% support them because I'm very familiar mm-hmm. with, with Martin Luther King's work. I'm very familiar with that time period, I'm very familiar with World War II. I mm-hmm. just like these things always boggled my mind growing up in New York, like how you could sit there and say, oh, someone's dirty or someone mm-hmm. else doesn't deserve what I have or okay. how we can treat each other. Right. Because whatever you going to do to someone else could easily be done right back to you. Right. Right. Okay. So like, so why would you ever, right. That's not, that's not loving your neighbor. That's not, that's not how I was raised. That's not, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. That's not how my, you know, my fate, I don't, I don't believe in that, you know? So, but I, but I fully understood. I'm like, okay, what they're doing is they're going to sit down in mm-hmm. that restaurant and get arrested to expose the hypocrisy, but it wasn't me. And I, you know, it wasn't me that sat in there and got arrested how did it feel to get arrested by the same people that you support? Like what was going on in your head at that time? So for me, it's like, I'm like in my mind, really, are you really arresting me for being in a restaurant without a vaccine card? Arresting me for trying to sit indoors like a human being, like I'm supposed to be arrested. And I honestly was like, oh my God, this is horrible. But I still wanted to give them a, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then after the the second time I got arrested, I was like, I'm so ashamed. That's how I feel. That's how I felt. Well, yeah, I started feeling, I definitely started feeling like ashamed of my profession as well, because I really felt like the my leadership failed at that point. Because I'm like, if I'm the police commissioner, I'm going to say, listen, we're moving on. That they call, yeah. We're going to move on from here. Go to those jobs, document it, 90 yellow it, and why 90 mm-hmm. yellow is it unnecessary, and leave. Like, we shouldn't be wasting resources. We shouldn't be wasting six SRG cars yeah. when crime is spiking all over the city at that point, it was spiking crazy. That's uh, it was. That's yeah, we really, were the criminals. But you guys were the were the uh, you know you guys were the brunt of all the enforcement in the city for those exactly. for the for that whole time. And it, it was amazing to me to watch. It was amazing for me to watch, and it was amazing to hear the like the speeches on Martin Luther King Day. And I was like, yeah. this is. I was like, this is fucking disgusting. This is truly fucking disgusting. Anybody watching what's going on, you either have no idea what you celebrate 
You know nothing about what this guy went through, what mm. what the Civil Rights Act was for. It wasn't just it wasn't just for black people. It was for all of us. Everybody. It was for everybody. It was for immigrants. It was for everyone. And we're a city of immigrants. We're a city of poor working class immigrants. You know, so it was it, it was it was sick to me. It really was. It was it was a sick, disgusting time. And then you continued. So that was your first time. You do four more times after that. Yes. So the second time, let me think, I forgot when the second time was. Oh, <laughs> the second time was in Juniors, you know, Juniors Cheesecake. Yep, in Brooklyn. Yep. Right by the no, place. No, the, um, the one in the 42nd Street. Oh, you went back to 42nd Street. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. It was like, okay, we're going to go in. Okay, we're going to go in. So we went and we went in and actually one one table of us got served. Well, we didn't get served. They took our order or whatever. And it was about, I think it was like 10 of us that time. Yes. So, again, guess who shows up? Can I say names here or no? Sure. Why not? You can say whatever you want. Damn. Inspector Nikas, he was there. Um, Some guy named Connolly, I don't know his name, Connolly Legal was there. And SRG. Yeah, SRG is always coming to these things. And I'm it, like, okay, whatever, SRG, okay. I said, call it, SRG, I don't care. Yeah, so, so yeah, Nikas is, is an interesting guy, right? Because he's, yeah, he's a character. Because, I mean, I, I, so, like, you guys, supporters of, of, of the Blue Lion, still don't <laughs> like him. BLM hate, BLM doesn't like him, right? It's not like um, I don't like him, it's just, like, it's just, like, he needs to, like, I don't know, stand up for the people who support him. That's how I, I feel. I I I agree that he is is in a high enough authority to to yes, make a decision. There you go. He's in high enough authority to make a decision. He just got promoted too. Yeah. So he was there. It was crazy. It was same thing. A lot of SRGs. Like it was so much SRGs in there. Like forty inside the restaurant and then forty outside. I was like so so crazy. Were you guys a danger to anyone in the restaurant? No. What am I doing? We had, oh, so this is what, okay. If you saw Mitch, he's um, a veteran. He's yep. always with us. He got arrested like 12 times for sit-ins. I, I've seen him, yes. He's a crazy character. So you know what he does. Goes on his phone and orders Taco Bell Uber Eats. Yeah. He goes to get the Uber Eats when the cops are outside. Gets it, comes back to the restaurant. And we were eating Taco Bells and Junior's. Yeah, ridiculous. Read it. So, so all right. So you get arrested a bunch of times for doing absolutely oh. nothing. Yeah, and I got arrested in the movie there too. Because you couldn't AMC. watch a movie. Couldn't watch a movie either. Yes, AMC movie there, the February twenty fifth. Um, it was in um Times Square. Yeah. And oh, we like I went to trial, a real trial for that. I was in court for six months. For trial for that, we watched the body camera footage. We actually counted all the cops that were there. Guess how many cops? Guess. Guess Thirty. I'll say thirty. I don't know how many. Higher. Eighty. Eighty. Eighty police officers for you sitting in the movie theater. So SRG, and then we had the Taru guys, and then we had the regular, like patrol people. Okay, so we do this this freaking trial or whatever, and the officer. That's the first time an officer ever showed up to a trial because he was a regular patrol cop, I guess, from Times Square. Yeah. And he showed up for the trial. And then day day four trial, they had the NYPD legal lawyer there, too. It was a whole trial. And then the outcome of the trial, the freaking judge was such a liberal. You could tell he's a damn liberal. He was like, oh, well, I could give you guys 14 days in jail if you don't take this 30 day ACD. And I was like, no, I don't want that ACD because I didn't do anything wrong. So the outcome was, guess what? He freaking fined us a hundred dollars. That's great. $100. So, so they were trying to get you to plead guilty and you were, yes, I said, guilty. no, I'm not doing it. Nope. Sorry. So you never really got charged then you got charged. Your one charge was a hundred dollar fine for trespass. Yeah, for trespass. Yep. That one time, that's the first time ever a cop came. Uh, what happened with the blue paint incident? Oh, for me, they declined to prosecute. They declined I didn't have to go in the court. I didn't have to go in the court. I had to do this stupid. 
project reset phone call talking about why I did it and what, you know, like I said, basically I did it because I didn't like how the cops were nine cops each tour watching paint dry. Yeah. And I said, if, if, uh, if you really cared about black lives, you would go make a community center, each uh, borough. Yeah. I told them how it all lives matter, not just black lives. Yeah. I said that I said all lives matter and it includes black lives. Yeah, that's it. And then I got a mail from the like DA Vance at the time talking about yeah. they declined to prosecute. And then that's what happened. And yeah, and also I got arrested for squirting a water gun at a Antifa person at a Back the Blue rally recently. Oh, I think I saw that too. I think I did see that. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Yes. The Antifa people were acting up. Yeah. They threw a water balloon at my friend. Yep. And you screwed them with a water gun and they locked you up. Yes. And then freaking Nikas, he's a dumbass who said, oh, her too, her too. Like what? After they did it to us? No, I don't care. It's hilarious. SRG again. For a water gun. Yes, SRG again. Like, what they what they got you for disorderly conduct? Do you remember? Oh, I got two. I got two. I got disorderly conduct and harassment. Harassment of okay. Even though they dropped one, they dropped one. I think it was the um disorderly conduct. They dropped disorderly conduct and then a harassment charge. They kept it there, and then the damn legal aid kept on trying to tell me, "Oh, you should take this ACD. Take the ACD." I said, "No, I don't want that." So when we went in front of the judge, he was like, oh, my client says she's going to take his ACD. I said, no, I don't want that. I want a fine. Just give me my fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's, that's not so. so like after they did that to me, no. So how are you still a supporter of the blue after this? Like, how do you, like, I see you out there. I'm on your social media. Mm-hmm. You're still out there. You take photos with cops. You're like, yeah, I like these guys. You know, and not just cops, you know. Yeah. Other, other frontline workers too like how, how and how are you still high on new york city basically like how do how hey, do you for me i don't want to leave yet until this fight is over because i feel like you know we're almost there we're almost in the end of the road we just need the city worker mandate to get like you know we need it over we need it done we need this to get scrapped as soon as that happens i feel like my job is done for me, like, I like to differentiate the person. I don't like to see just the uniform and just, you know, say the whole uniform. Yeah. It's, I don't like to, you know, generate them as a whole. Yeah. So that's why I still support the blue. Yeah. I still, to this day, I will still support because at the end of the day, like I said, who I'm going to call. Who? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, it, it, and, it, and it makes sense too, right? Because you aren't just doing it for you, right? You're not doing it to overturn it because you want to sit in a restaurant. You're doing it for everybody out there. Or mm-hmm. it might be something else next time. It might not be have nothing to do with a vaccination status. Yeah, it could be definitely. something else. Oh, these people are more likely to spread this disease or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, you know, I, I, no, I, I, I appreciate that. That's uh, it, first of all, it's very brave of you. It's brave of you even to go further and say, "I'm well, I'm not even, I'm not guilty of anything. I didn't do anything wrong. I went to sit." In, that's even brave too, right? You're sitting in court. They're telling you they're going to give you 14 days in jail, and said, and. Okay. And, and, and so today, um, you know, uh, Mayor Eric Adams announces that the, the private employer mandate mm-hmm. is done, um, you know, and children, 375,000 unvaccinated kids can now mm-hmm. play in sports, attend yeah. act after school activities, mm-hmm. all of which they haven't been able to do for over a year and a half which was absolutely disgusting. It was segregating everybody. It was, it was, I, I can't yeah. even believe that the media didn't report more on it, that these kids mm-hmm. couldn't play sports, 375,000 New York city kids. And that's not including all the people that we lost. Cause we lost so many people like yep. myself. I pulled my kids out. I was like, I had enough of this. Oh yeah. My brother's out of there. Yeah, I was like, I'm. I can't sit there and, and and I'm not wearing a mask, but yet my kid has to. You know, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. My kids can't eat in a restaurant. Can't go in the school building. Yeah, and but still today, mm-hmm. unvaccinated parents cannot go in a school building. Correct. Yep. 
and city workers cannot go to work unvaccinated. And there is zero justification for it other than he said that, again, his, his famous statement, this is New York City. We mm-hmm. do what we have to do to keep people safe. What are you keeping people safe from at this point? You know, it, it's, it's obvious natural immunity works. Um, you know, I, I've uh, did, did have you have you contracted COVID-19? Yes. At the, not even from work. Not even from work. When I in November of November 27 of 2021, I got COVID and I had it for like five days. And it was like, for me, it was like a flu. I didn't want to get out the bed. I was tired. Didn't want to eat. Had a sinus infection for five days. That's how I felt. Like, that's the first time within this whole time. Like, And and then have you gotten it since? No. Yeah. So, so, so that's my experience as well. Like I got it and I never got it again. And I was around a lot of people that were vaccinated um, that the entire parties, both in summer mm-hmm. and winter, when we had the Omicron spike during the holidays, yeah. I was at ent- the entire party got sick after that party, but not me. And I was hugging, yeah. kissing people, sharing drinks with them. And, you know, when I first contracted it, the NYPD told me that don't take the vaccine if you're planning on taking it because you just had it and you had it really bad. So you have a high immune response. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, when Don Blasio tells them something else, you know, doctors that have been doctors for 30 years mm-hmm. uh, decide to go against medicine because a politician told them to. So, exactly. you know, that was, you know, that was insane. That was, it was absolutely insane. But yeah, I agree. Like, yes, we're right there. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of things looming. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of a lot of crazy things. It depends on elections. I mm-hmm. I, I think that we're we're backed off now. Like they backed off now for the November eighth election. Yes, that's the only reason because um, she doesn't want to lose her seat. Her student Governor Botox, <laughs> uh, the, the, the the wine drinker. Um, her. What, what do you what do you think? Um, what do you think about that race? Um, do you think how important is it for either her to win or Lee Zeldin to win? Who do you Lee support? Zeldin. Lee Zeldin. And yeah, why? I would never oh. vote for another Democrat. Never, ever. Well, I mean, I won't say yeah. that. I won't say that I won't vote for a Democrat because there was the the District Ten race. I don't know if you were familiar with that one. Um, no, but who was all right? Who, all right. District Ten is they were running for Congress and they had Brian Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Moran. They're Democrats, you know, and then they have a common sense Democrats. So yeah. I would, I would, if they have common sense. Yeah. If they're not so left, like radical. Yeah, the left, left the left progressives. So yeah. that's, that's my thing. I, my thing is we have to vote all the radicals out. Like, yeah, that's the only way we're going to take back New York City. Um, Especially they, AOC, she needs to get out. She's got to go to. She's got to <laughs> yeah. go to. Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Caban. Oh yeah, her too. She was at the, you know, the, the city council thing we were yeah, at. She, yeah, she was there. Yeah, yeah. she left. Yeah. She, yeah. she's just a. She had her little N95 on, looking like she couldn't breathe, and, and like as soon as the first responders started talking, doing the testimony, she left. She wasn't. Listen, she doesn't. First of all, she wants to abolish the police department. There you go. She wants there to abolish go. them. Ab- yep. Abolish. Not the fund. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. With no plan on to what's going to happen when that happens. And then also this other one, Adrian Adams. She's the, uh, like, the speaker. Yeah. The that's speaker. her. Most of, most of the Democrats left the room. Yep. What's his name? That the, oof, I forgot. Dinowitz. Oh, the, the village idiot, Eric Denowitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is the village idiot, um, just like his father, yep. just like mm-hmm. his dad. Um, big proponent of the vaccines. Um, well, I remember his dad did a bill about having children get vaccines to go to school, and yep. I believe a group of parents went to his father's office and protest over there. And then the next day, he pulled the bill. Yeah. 
Um, and now he's he has his son in the family business mm-hmm. because yep. obviously his son's not a competent person. After I listened yep. to his testimony, when he said the way mm-hmm. he wanted to know if we could employ high school kids to uh, to to ch- change the worker shortage, that was his testimony. So I was like, okay, obvious why this kid's in city council because he would mm-hmm. not be able to hold an entry level job in Dunkin' Donuts. So Daddy had to get his funding, and right? Get him out there. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's the only place where the incompetent could lie is in city council. But that's another thing that that needs to change, right? We need regular people in charge of city council. And we have, we have over a trillion dollar budget every year and we have crazy people running it. People that are saying, let's get rid of the police department. Let's never have a jail. These are all oh, yeah. they want to close, close Rikers. They want to yeah. close Rikers Island and make jails in our communities. Yeah, they have all literally. Yeah. So, 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 what do you see? Like, what do you see for the future? Like, what, what, what do you think? I know you said you're going to stay out there. You don't want to leave yet. What do you think is is the way forward? And will you leave New York, or do you love New York enough where you're gonna where you're gonna you're gonna stay there? Like, what what do you think? For me, in the future, I see hopefully that the city worker mandate is like they get rid of it. And then for me, I hope I just hope Lee Selden wins. I really hope so, because we cannot have Hokel again, her non-elected self. Um, And for like, I don't know if I'm going to leave New York yet. I really love New York. Maybe I'll move to Long Island. What do you what do you love about what do you love about New York City? Tell it's us. Just like the diversity, like the it's just the people, like you know, and it's just I've been here all my life, so it's like it's all you know, right? It's all you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, all I know, I know. That. that 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 was me, but I I really I was just I was too worried about my kids, and I was like I got to get the hell out of here. But yeah, but you're right. I I but don't pray that Lee Zelda wins. What you got to do is all get everybody together, mm-hmm. make sure everybody's registered to mm-hmm. vote, and get out and vote. Get yes, your neighbors, definitely. your family, Lee Zeldin, Joe mm-hmm. Pinion. Joe, yes, Pinion, Joe for Pinion. You, Joe Pinion for U.S. Senate. Joe Pinion, in my opinion, one of the smartest guys I ever interacted with. I could see him being the president of the United States in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, uh, you know, he, he could unshoot, unseat Schumer, who's yes, been – been in congress for well he's been in elected office for 42 years yes um, you know and he's done absolutely nothing we've just been on a sharp decline so and mm-hmm. he has a chance to win and the other seat that nobody's talking about is michael henry for uh attorney oh General. yes i hope he gets oh yes so michael henry is he's going against Letitia james there was a poll out last night that he was mm-hmm. up one point Oh, which is huge. So yes. we have to get out there and vote for these common sense people. Yes, common sense. Ways. You, you know, for people that don't know is there was a quarantine bill. Are you familiar with the quarantine bill in New York yes. State? Yes, I did. In New yes. York State, actually. I'm sorry. She's still, she's appealing it. So basically it means if even if she like vaccinated or unvaccinated, if she feels like you're a threat, she could just not like you. She could put you in the quarantine camp. Absolutely. So the bill reads, and this bill was getting kicked around state assembly since 2017, and I forget who wrote it. It was Bill 8416. It's mm-hmm. no longer that. It, in, in 2021, the, the senator that, that wrote that bill uh, pulled it down. He said due to white supremacists and misinformation. Um, oh, yeah. Had- oh, uh, I, I believe I know who you're talking about. Mark Levine, Levin? no, 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 it's not him. He has the Manhattan Borough President. He was City Council. It was a State Assemblyman, Nick mm-hmm. Perry. State Assemblyman, Nick Perry. Oh yeah, him. And they also did a protest near his office as yep. well. So he, and that's when he pulls the bill down. So the mm-hmm. bill states that if you're deemed a public health risk mm-hmm. or suspected to have come in contact with with someone who's deemed to be a public health risk. They could come and remove you from your home, your mm-hmm. children. There's no age range. There's an indefinite, there's no, there's no time frame. So they could remove you for good and they could force medical intervention on you. Um, yeah, sickest bill I ever read in my life because at the time, um, the city health commissioner, it was before Chosky, it was the female who was out on COVID, who was out the day in Chinatown telling everyone, come out. 
come out. There's nothing to worry about with COVID. Everyone take the trains, go to Chinatown, mm-hmm. celebrate Chinese New Year. I, I think her name was, I forget exactly her name, but she was the health commissioner at the time. Her name Mary something, Mary. It was like Ox. She had a very weird name. It was like whatever, oh. Oxa something. Oh, wow. Ox, Oxburn or something. I don't remember her name. But yeah. she had said prior to that that police officers are a public health risk um so i was like okay so my whole thing was like i was like i know that i'm a public health risk i know that jews in the 30s were a public health risk Mm -hmm. i know that blacks in the 50s were deemed a public health risk so Mm -hmm. tell me what a public health risk is i need to know is it somebody that voted for donald trump is it somebody that owns a gun is it someone that just doesn't like you like i don't like kathy holchill i think i think selvin's a better pick and they never they never would do that so there was a big protest a lot of people were going after nick perry i probably mm-hmm. called them about 50 times i recorded it because i was like i recorded them because i was worried about yeah. him falling up on me for harassment because i was still an active lieutenant yeah. in the police department mm-hmm. so i was worried about him like making a lie about making me a lie, yeah. so i recorded my conversations he would never get on the phone on me but mm-hmm. he pulls the bill down and kathy holchel takes that bill in and she shoves it into public health law basically mm-hmm. circumvents the state legislator where how laws made and they vote on it mm-hmm. and uh an attorney named uh bobby ann cox oh, starts, yeah, I know. very smart lady she sues she wins new york state supreme court says it's unconstitutional mm-hmm. and as soon as they do that letitia james the acting attorney general files a notice to appeal she hasn't appealed as of yet but obviously like i said we just said we all think that these mandates are coming down yes i do most of the elections so it's imperative that people get out there and vote Um, yeah exactly because they think like if they give us back some freedoms that we're just gonna run back to them and just elect them the same people who told us not to go outside told us we can't work without a vaccine said vaccinated people could just do this like segregated us they want our help now to keep keep working. Like, no, we we will never forget. We will never forget what you did. Never. Never in my life. Nah, we shouldn't. Then they they shouldn't they shouldn't hold jobs. They're the people that should have been run out of the city. Yeah, they should have. They're the people that should have left. It shouldn't have been people like me. It shouldn't have been people like you that got kicked out of employment for no reason. I mean, look, we're still alive. We're still exactly. out there. We're, We're still, still out there. Alive. You could shop in the place. You you could shop in the place you got kicked out of. You could att- mm-hmm. uh, attend the medical facility that you couldn't work in. For mm-hmm. you know, what's uh like I, I I have all my guests always like give their message. Like, what's your message to everybody? Like, what do you want to say? Like, your your time. You can talk about whatever you want. I don't care mm-hmm. what it is. Um, it is whatever you you feel free. Like, what what would your message to the world? For me, for the world, I would say. Never stop fighting for what you believe in because at the end of the day, it might not seem like it's working at the time, but it eventually will work and you got to keep on fighting. Like don't, and do not comply for things that you don't want to do. That's how I feel about, you know, this whole debacle and I will never stop fighting. Never, never. Do you regret any of the stuff that you've done, like the fighting, all that? Like we were getting demonized for almost oh, for over a year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now I'm kind of getting vindicated a little bit. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you feel? I don't regret anything. I feel like it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Because after the AMC arrest or summons, whatever, uh, I believe in March they... They lifted all the indoor mandate Kita NYC nonsense. So, yeah. I mean, it helped. I guess they were seeing like, oh, this and that, this and that. Because one time we did a sit-in. I forgot when it was because I did so many of them. It was at Dallas BBQ at, in Times Square. We went in there, da-da-da-da. They called the cops. Cops came, SRG, and on that night, Captain Kolkovic, he was overseeing Manhattan, the whole Manhattan South or something. And he he stood up for us. He spoke to the manager and we were allowed to eat inside. I was like, whoa. And I was like, wow. And I, I spoke to people who like 
like two people who knew him and he's like yeah that's how that sounds exactly like him because he spoke to us like people like we were telling him it's a violation of the 1964 civil rights act and he was like he was happy that it's people that do it re- were people that do our research and just don't go along with the crowd and, and you could tell that we're patriots and that felt good that day because we were ready like for him to come and say this is your last warning and we were ready for SRG to come and get us but that was really like it it made us feel good that you know someone you know of high rank like stood up for us yeah that's a leader we will never forget that never no, that's an amazing story. And that that's a leader, right? Yeah. That's a leader. He's like Definitely. seeing that something's wrong. Why am I going to lock these people up that are just <laughs> showing that they want to eat in a restaurant? Why yeah. am I locking them up? You know, and, and, you know, at the same time, you got to think how many cops were there mm-hmm. that were unvaccinated that were also were not allowed to mm-hmm. eat in that restaurant. And yeah. they were locking you up for being vaccinated. Now, the, now the regular patrol officers, I don't blame them. It's it, Yeah, they, I don't blame them either. Because yeah. I know... If they like don't follow the order, they'll get like in trouble. Command well, discipline. They'll get fired. You could get suspended. You could get fired. Yeah, for, 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 for nonsense uh, like that. For non-compliance of a direct order, so yeah. they could get fired for it. So I don't blame them. Me either. But I think that you know a lot of more people could have been vocal about it. I think <laughs> that the unions could have been more vocal yes, about it. Definitely. I think that the cops that were unvaccinated should have put more weight on their unions as well, yeah. whatever rank you were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I, you know, at that time that was, you know, and I said like, what, what would you do? What wouldn't you do for your pension? Mm-hmm. You know, what wouldn't you do? Like, and if you don't have an answer to that, then mm-hmm. you're a horrible person. Because you'll do anything for money. Yeah. Oh. Because it's so crazy. Because for me, like, we did that march over the Brooklyn Bridge. Remember that huge, like, it was yep. amazing. Like, I. That's when I FD like, came out, Bravest for Choice, everybody. And my PD, everybody. I yeah. was shocked. I was like, oh my God, is this much cops that are unvaccinated and still fighting? And then I was like to myself, where were you? Like, you know? When us regular people were just near City Hall doing a big protest with the, you know, DSNY and the FDNY, where were and where was NYPD? Even to this day, the only two people out there fighting with us, fighting with us, they got religious assumptions, is Cops for Freedom yep. and Sally Batista. Yep. Those are the only two cops that I see. Yeah. Every no, there's no other cops. Yeah. There's no other cops. Only those two. Yeah, you're 100% right. You're 100%. And then you see, you see on social media, some cops, like, you know, a lot of cops follow me. I see them saying, oh, you know, oh, yeah, the private sector mandates getting lifted. What about the city worker mandates? In my mind, it's like, where were you? I'll still fight for you. I'm still going to fight for the yep. cops, no doubt about it. But I would like for you guys to come out, vaccinated or unvaccinated. Stand up with us because we're going to be standing up for you regardless. No, you're 100% right. You're 150% right. And and look what you said. Those two cops have religious exemptions. So they have everything to lose. They have everything to lose. Like they're the, they still have a job. They're still getting paid. And they they went out. You know, Selly uh, gave a, a great testimony on at the the city council hearing. Um, you know, she's a true leader. Like, you know, I, I, I hope that she goes I hope she goes to become either an SBA delegate or goes for higher rank in the police department because that's yes, that's, I, that's leadership. Really yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll yeah, even even you know myself. I I left. I was like, screw this, I'm out of here. I was like, nobody was standing up with me. I spoke at a union meeting. I looked like people looked at me like I have 50 heads, and I came to find out later that almost everyone in the room was unvaccinated, and mm-hmm. no one said a word. You know, and I'm like, you know, I just think as as for cops. We're mm-hmm. so indoctrinated to follow orders. We're mm-hmm. so indoctrinated to yep. never go against the grain, you know, because we do. We, we, you know, as much as people say, oh, there's no accountability with the police department. Um, it's the biggest lie ever. Like I see I've seen people get fired for defending themselves. I've seen people get fired for. Yeah, I saw a cop recently just got fired um, because he was friends with uh, Roger Stone. 
to yeah, the photo of Roger Stone. Sal Greco. Sal Greco. He gets fired. Good cop. Nothing, never did anything wrong. And he got fired because he was friends with Roger Stone, who I don't know what he did, but, uh, you know, he's, he's by all means a better character than most of the people that Eric Adams is hanging out with. You yeah. Know? Um, it's so, ridiculous how they could do it, but it's okay. Yeah. So he got, you know, like, so, like, that's the thing with the cops. They're afraid to do anything because they're going to lose Eric their job. Adams with his 11 arrests that didn't do nothing but cry and bitch and complain. Yeah. And, and you know, I, 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 I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take credit for putting it out there that he had 11 arrests. Yes. So. <laughs> it was so crazy because, you know, it was so crazy before I heard, before, like, it was, like, solidified. I even said that before that. I was like, yeah, Mr. I bet you only had 11 arrests. Yeah. Like, I even said that before I even knew, like, yeah, so I threw that I threw that out there on social media and it went viral. <laughs> I was yes. getting, I was getting it back there. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You would have because you had. And I separate. heard that when he didn't get his way, he used to play the race card. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I heard that he didn't want to go out. Well, that's he wasn't. He wasn't a good cop, you know. So yes, when when he, when definitely. when he made the statement, oh, like I was out there kicking those crackers' asses, and they try to spin it like, oh, he was doing like he was bragging about his police career. I'm like. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, he doesn't have nothing to prove because, you know, I show your evaluations, show your evaluations. Let's see them. Like, you know what I mean? You get, you get evaluated as police officers. We get evaluated twice a year. Show mm-hmm. your evaluations, show your arrest record. Yeah. Let, he doesn't want everybody... to do that. Yeah. No, he sealed them. He doesn't want to show his CCRB. <laughs> yeah. CCRB. Everybody else. Everybody else. You could see everybody else's, you know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so no, I, I I agree with you. People got to get out there, and 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 that's a good point. Like, what what about what about the cops? Where are they? It's cops exactly. for freedom, you know, and 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 that's and it. Selly. Guys, and Selly, yeah, and you guys have been out there the whole time. Um, uh, bravest. I was for on choice. that chat. You know that yeah. chat that NYPD against mandate Telegram chat. Yeah. One of my friends added me on there on the day of the march because she wanted me to be with them because you know. Uh, there's a lot of people. She was going to be there too. Yeah. And you could just see in the chat, all these cops talking about when they have like these, like we have anti-mandate rallies. Oh, I'm going to be there and da, 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 but never show up. Yeah. You know, we protested the uh, NYPD police foundation gala. Yes. We, we protested that because they honored Pfizer. And I'm like, how are you going to honor Pfizer when cops are getting fired? Yep. They could have honored, like, you know, the two cops that got um, killed, wasn't um, Rivera and Mora. Absolutely. They should have honored them instead of honoring, what's his name? Albert Bora. What was his name? Albert was? Bora. Yeah, Un- unvaccinated Albert Bora. By the yeah. Way. And the cops that I saw attending this gala, I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Disgusting! How can you attend a gala when your brothers and sisters are getting fired for not having a vaccine? And we made sure we made sure we let them know how we felt, and I was telling them about themselves. Oh yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw the video. It was, uh, it was, it was. It's disgusting to watch the higher authorities that know that there are good people losing their job and they're going there for money. You know, uh. I was in church on Sunday and, and the priest says, mm-hmm. make friends with dishonest money, right? Make friends with dishonest money. But what yep. he's saying is, right, like you're in the world, you're mm-hmm. not of it, right? You're in the world, you're not of this world, but, mm-hmm. and the money's there and, and money's dishonest, right? So make friends with it, be in the world, but money's not your master. Exactly. Right. And and to to me, everybody that folded, everybody that mm-hmm. went along with this bullshit for your pension mm-hmm. or this or you're worried about getting called a name. Yep. Dishonest money is your master. Yep. You didn't there make you friends with it. You didn't make friends with it. And you sold yourself out. You sold mm-hmm. your kids out because I heard a lot of that, too. I heard a lot of, oh, well, when it gets to my kids then I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, well, yeah. I, how could you possibly make that statement when, yeah, when you, know, you just did it? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'll let, I'll let myself get smacked in the face, but I'm not going to let my kid like, you know, I'm like, how could you possibly honestly make the statement? You know? And the other thing that nobody talks about is most mm-hmm. of the vaccinated people, they're yep. full of shit. Yep. They're full of shit. Most of the city workers have fake and fake vax cards. 
Yep. And or or got a doctor per se. Yeah. That you know exactly you're vaccinated and put you in the system i know plenty of people who went to the you know yeah ghetto areas with those vaccine buses and said here's three hundred dollars yeah i know plenty of people who did that so i'm thinking where where are you guys even though you you know technically vaccinated you should still be out there fighting yeah absolutely like other people have guts and not not going to do that you need to help them and fight with them too yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. So I hope they lift it. I hope that I still hope the the public sector mandate gets gets appealed. But I'm telling you right now, if this election doesn't go that way, it's all they're setting the stage for it already. Falls yeah, come in, the new variants come. Yep, in. a new variant, new booster, and I bet you they're gonna mandate that booster. What they're gonna do? Go run and get the booster. Absolutely. What are you gonna do? Go running get Absolutely. the booster? Yeah, get and, then, and then they're gonna sit there and say, Well, Adam's got his booster today, supposedly. Okay. Supposedly with um, him too. Yeah. That health commission I'll be going to his house too. Yeah, yeah. I saw- <laughs> <Guys>. <laughs> they really, really it was really so crazy that one of the times they, they blocked off the street, his whole street, because we were going over there to protest. And then this freaking inspector guy, deputy inspector guy from the 88 precinct, tried to tell us that we cannot protest in front of his house. So, okay, I said, okay, I'm not going to breach the barrier because I didn't want to go to jail that night. So I said, I'll comply today. But that next week we went, caught them by surprise. He still tried to tell us we couldn't protest in front of the house. So I said, okay, call legal, call legal. So legal came or whatever. It said we had the right to protest in front of the house as long as we don't block the, you know, the yeah. entrance of the house. Yeah, as long as people I said, okay, come of course, Like, of course, we're not stupid. We don't go ransack precincts like BLM did your precinct. I told him that in his face. Yeah, yeah. So he backed down. He, he apologized. So I give him credit. Yep. But then they had him have a whole detail, CRC detail for the freaking health commissioner. Yep. I'm like, okay, we're not terrorists. So so you've been out there. You've been at probably at this point hundreds of protests, right? Every mm-hmm. night. Every night mm-hmm. you guys been out there since 2020. It's, yes. uh, you know, what are we at now? It's September 20th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, almost two years now you guys have been out there protesting every night. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced anybody that you're with? Mm-hmm salting anybody no doing anything that you've seen the summer of 2020 that blm did anything that's like that you would say oh this is an awful thing i can't be a part of this not particularly but for me i know you know one like couple individuals in a group that i go to like you know guardians of divinity uh it's a couple like two people in the group that don't really have good relationships with cops yeah so they like you know off the bat think that they're that word pigs and yeah me personally i don't like that i would never say that i would never say pork sandwich bacon and for me like i tell them now like it hasn't been happening because i spoke to my friend and i told him you had to like see the individual for who they are and you know after Ever since that, like, he's seen, like, different cops actually calm down, let us do what we got to do, not repeat our First Amendment rights. So that changed him a bit, you know, because he he used to be in the BLM era and, you know, before when he thought that was really a good cause. But now he sees the hypocrisy of it. You know, Jesus, A-OK news. So he knows, you know, actually gave him a patch from Nassau County. Yeah. No, but listen, words are words. I I don't give a shit. Like I've been called everything under the sun and I don't really care what anybody calls me. Like I I laugh at that. Like, and 
And I don't think that that's violence. I don't think you call yeah. me a, a pig is violence. I don't really care about yeah. that. Like you're angry about something and, 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 and that's fine. And you should be able to express yourself. That's what's great about this country. That's your first amendment, right? Right. Like your, your ability to protest and you're not ability. like he's attacking people. physically. What, what I'm saying is, have you seen anyone attacking anyone, no. assaulting no. anybody, robbing no. anybody? No, no. But all of this police focus mm-hmm. on your group that sits there and just exposes hypocrisy. You know what's so crazy? Uh, the other night, we actually went to Eric Adams Gracie Mansion Hispanic Society month party. And when we're there protesting, this one cop in this little, his little detail, a uniform cop, had the nerve to tell me, oh, you're the company that you keep. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Just because they use those words, I don't use those words. So what are you trying to do? Lump me in the same same circle as them? Because I said, you can see every time I come here, I have a different NYPD shirt, precinct shirt, back to blue NY shirt. Like, yeah. I'm like, what? He I'm should, like, uh, whatever. Yeah. He should keep the same uh, message for himself. You are the company you keep, you know? Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? Go retire with his 25 years on his thing. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's crazy. But listen, you're brave. I applaud you. I thank you for everything you're doing. I hope that one day you guys are recognized for the service that you do for the city. Um, you are what's great about New York City. You know, and like I said, yeah, we're, we're always going to disagree. There's always going to be people that we, we, we disagree or whatever, you know, um, but like that's the beauty of this country. We could have these conversations. We could go yes. out and peacefully do these things like and that's what you guys are doing. Um I applaud you. I hope that you get completely exonerated in everything that you do. Um, you know, I thank you for coming on. You know, I'm not it, planning it, to get rest, arrested anytime soon. I could. I hope not. And I hope that, you know, the elections go the right way and none of this ever happens again. But I'll never forget the same way you said. I'll never forget never. what they did to I'll us. Never I'll never forget what happened to my kids. The never. two years that they lost in that city. I'll never forget that stuff. Never. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, to you, I Deanna, I thank you for coming on. I'll leave the last words to you, whatever you want to say. We need we need the cops to come out now. We need the city workers that are unvaccinated, even city workers that are vaccinated, to come and join us regular civilians that have been fighting for all of our rights. We need you guys to come and join us because we're strength in numbers. Like, strength in numbers, we will, it would have been done this mandate will never have happened if you guys just, you know, hold the line. But now you have a chance to hold the line. You have to, you got to do it. That's my message to them. All right, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm with you. Hold the line. Get out yeah. there. You know, even that city council testimony. I didn't saw a lot of firemen. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of nurses. Yep. I saw a lot of teachers. I saw people that weren't even affected by the mandate, yep. that weren't public sector or private sector mm-hmm. employees speaking out for their friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of cops. I did. Yep. I you saw know. like I believe like five cops via Zoom. Yeah. But I'm like, it has to be, it has to come to time. You can't be scared anymore. You have to just stand up. Yep. And you know what's crazy? For that city hall meeting that day specifically, the cops were told to tell any off-duty cops that they couldn't bring their weapon in. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, because again, Only you know, that day. again, because, you know, they're a danger to society, right? Like, yeah, right. Like you guys. Unvaccinated you know? with a gun. Yeah. Unvaccinated with a gun. They're, they're, a, uh, they're a public health risk, obviously. So yep. you know, that's why we needed that quarantine bill to come into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Like, well, listen, thank you for joining us. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. You know, if anything comes on, you want to talk about anything, you're always welcome. And, you know, I'll keep following you on social media, you know, and we'll, we'll chat that way as well. And uh, like I said, if you need anything, feel free. And, and I thank you for everything. I do. Yes. Yes. Right. Thank you for having me. All right. Now, it, it was a pleasure. It was awesome. Thank yes. you, Tiana. Mm-hmm.